Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. It's Wednesday, December 21st, and you are listening to Talking Comics. I am your host, Bobby Shortle, and I am here with Steve Say. What's up? On the line with Stephanie Cook. Hello. And rejoining us, Mr. Bradley Jones. The Comcast has has granted us a gift. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened, Brad? What happened with this internet fiasco? Well, I just moved and... And all I'm going to say is that certain monopolying cable internet companies in the Boston area are just terrible. And my brother works for them, which makes it, I guess, all the worse. But he's bitched about the company I work for, too. Right. And he'll never hear this, so it's all right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but how's the new place, except for not having internet for... The new place is spectacular. And we have a new cat. What's its his, name? His little name is Dodger. He's he's a little face. <laughs> he's a little face. He's a little face. <laughs> he's a sweet boy. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. We're glad to have you back. Yes, I'm back. He's back. Uh, Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Anything new in your life? Yeah, so you you got some uh some new eyewear. Yeah, yeah. It's time for this old uh, this old man to get some glasses. <laughs> Been doing a lot of work on the computer for. Uh, <laughs> The website and all kinds of whatnot, and uh, it's time for me to start wearing glasses to protect my eyes because it is important. They are your eyes are part of your your tools for work. They are because if you didn't have eyes, you really couldn't review comic books. No, it wouldn't be good. unless they do braille comic books, which I, I doubt. They all have to be descriptive though of what's happening in the images. Yeah, just be made of like raised. Wouldn't they would just be braille books? Yeah, just be, they would yeah, they be would braille be. books. <laughs> Um, I get the graphic novel novels, Braille. <laughs> um, and you also got a tablet, right? Yes, I got my Galaxy 10.1 tab. Uh, today Ew. came in the mail. Boo is right. Why didn't you just get an iPad? Because exactly. I didn't want an iPad. I didn't want to join in your little You have an cult. iPhone. You, you have a so? white iPhone sitting right there on the table in front of you. Yeah. You are in the club already, sir. Yeah, Listen, but I understand you want something different. Yeah, I love I love my Galaxy phone. Listen, I and it it's four and a half inches big. The screen. It's I, I probably like shouldn't. Having a tablet. I can't. <laughs> I can't manipulate an an iPad like I would be able to manipulate a Galaxy Tab. I like to be able to get into my uh, you know operating system. Yeah, my operating systems. I like to, uh, to, to fiddle with them a little bit and make them a little bit more to my liking. You know. All right, sir. If you say so. Hey, look. If it goes south. I'll just have to join the cult. In the end, it doesn't really matter to me because I it doesn't. I'm just, I know. I don't even know. I'm why. being overly angry just for effect. <laughs> I, I don't really actually. You're care. just their whipping boy. Apples. 
I am pretty much in the Apple Club. I'm surrounded by Apple products. You must have here. loved Mission Impossible. Did you notice that there it was everything? Like, it was yeah. one, with the exception of the the Dell that was in uh that was like the the joint. in the bad guys room. Yeah, the motherboard <laughs> thing. They, the bad guys were using Dell, and you know all the heroes they're using their Macintosh. Their uh, I what was it? The iPad they had. Yeah, the iPad. They had the uh, Mac Air they had at one point. Yep. All that stuff. Like, oh, you know, here are all your phones. They're all iPhones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So You're just giving out iPhones all over the place. Brad Bird must love he does. Love, love that Apple money. Yeah. Yum, love yum. The, he does. Um, Stephanie, how are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, as you know, I've still spent this week playing video games. Mm-hmm. I got Skyrim on Sunday, and I've already put like 12 hours into it. So, uh, yeah, I'm peachy. What's your character? Uh, you know what? I don't even remember what my character is. That's Wait, lovely. Just, yeah, way to go. Way yeah. to be in on it. I know. I know. I didn't want to be that person that spent like three hours trying to put their character together, though. I just wanted to like get into the game, so. Yeah, well, it took me all of like three minutes to pick my character, but you don't even know what like race you are? I'm an elf. Oh, okay. A dark elf or a high <laughs> no. elf? Um, uh. The one that talks to animals. Spent 12 hours with a stranger, apparently. Yeah, the wood elf. Yeah, thanks. That's the one. (laughs) I'm a dark elf, and people of Skyrim are very racist against dark elves. You you walk into a town, and they're like, elf. Like, we don't want your kind here. And I feel a little bit uncomfortable about it. People seem to like the Khajiits. Wherever I go, people want to, like, shake my hand, and then I, you know, steal their stuff. Yeah. They're very, like, zen. Like, I I ran into them, um, oh... At the, they smoke oh, a lot of catnip. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, I have a story about catnip. We won't get into that. Okay, let's not. No. All right. No. 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 It's okay. All right. So Skyrim, Khajiit. Yes. That's Hobbs. all. You're a Khajiit. I'm. I'm Hobbs. You're Hobbs. Khajiit. That's that's yes. a good one. That's Calvin a good name. Hobbs. That's right. For the cat race, it's a good name. For, it'd be Hobbs. It's the only name. It's it's the only name. Um, <laughs> I, I beat Resistance three. This past weekend. Kalu no. Kalei. It was really good. It was really good. I haven't played either the other two Resistance games, but um, really good tone. Cool guns. That's the coolest thing about it. All the guns cool. have really special stuff going on. Yeah. Um, it's Insomniac, so some people make uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, so they have they share, weirdly, some DNA in that, in that realm. Uh, but that's enough about things that aren't comic books. We are talking comics. We are. It's true, but I, I beat Uncharted 3 this weekend. Oh, yeah. Hey, what'd you think? I freaking loved it. Yes. We're it's explicit crazy. now, Bradley. You can curse all you want. <laughs> what? I said, we're explicit now. You can curse all you want. Oh, we're t- oh, oh, I, you know I have. I've said shit a couple times. I know. <laughs> so what no, did you but yeah. it, was, it was really excellent. It was, um, I didn't think the sandstorm sequence was as crazy as I guess you had built it up to be in my brain. But the airplane sequence is balls crazy. Yeah, when the cargo bay opens up. Yep, it was balls crazy. It yeah. was as balls crazy as the train sequence in the second game. That's exactly what I said the other night. Yeah. Yep. When you're like, when you're flying through the air, completely, yep. uh, you know, independent With of no any safety. Whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> totally insane. Yeah. And there's a couple moments too. When you're in that shipyard and you're kind of, um, you know, you're doing the Nathan Drake thing, climbing on a side of a ship, and the camera just pulls out all yeah. the way. It's incredible. Yeah. It's in- that's well, incredible. I mean, the cruise ship sinking was crazy, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Really it crazy. Totally crazy. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Crazy I in mean, general. Ultimately, for no reason whatsoever, 
and I thought that the like very end of the game was a little anticlimactic. Like I thought the way that Marlowe was handled at the end was a little <clears throat> like throwaway, but mm-hmm. really good. The game was super good, super good. Yeah, and it actually um, it plays very interesting with the whole, whole Uncharted. Okay, we had this really kind of realistic narrative, and now we're doing something supernatural at the end. They play with that in an interesting way. Right. In, in, the, in the game, which I think was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, so, um, yes, this time, comic books. comic books. Back to that. We read comic books. Yeah, we do. The site's called Talking Comics. TalkingComicBooks.com. Every week. Every week. Every week we talk about this stuff. Uh, we're going to do Book of the Week right now. Um, it's going to be kind of a two-part thing, because we're going to each talk about a book that we liked this week. Um, but uh, we're also, me, Stephen Brad, are going to cut... See, tell what books that we're no longer reviewing for the oh, new 52. Yeah. We promise we do it. It's a little bit delayed, but we are going to do it. We'll but do it quickly. We do it quickly. Yeah, it's not going to take... We, I don't think we, we want to say that much about any of the books that we're cutting. Right. Um, Stephanie, what was your book of the week this week? Um. Well, I chose um, Marvel's Deadly Storm. Um, it's actually uh, one of the like sort of side projects for the TV show Castle. Oh, um, yeah. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the TV show Castle, but Nathan uh, Fillion. Yes, it stars Mr. Nathan Fillion, and um, he plays an author by the name of Richard Castle, who accompanies one Kate Beckett um, as she solves murders, and he writes a series of books about her, um, the Nikki Heat series, and. Um, this graphic novel actually focuses on um, the fictional author Richard Castle's uh, first hero, Derek Storm. Um, so I decided to read this this week, and it is my book of the week. Is it like um, the show, or does it does it play out differently? Pardon me. Does it does it like, like is it does it run like like sometimes the comics are just like the shows and, and their setup and their pace, or is it different from the, the from the show? Um, it's like completely its own comic. Um, you don't really need to be familiar with the show at all to have to pick it up and read it. Like you don't need any background. Um, it sets up the character of Derek Storm and it takes you through um, his life. I think it's sort of an origin of how he sort of gets to be um, his character in the books that Richard Castle talks about on the show. Um, but basically he's a private investigator and... Um, he in the, is investigating this uh, missing husband and um, sort of gets in, you know, a little over his head. And um, long story short, he gets recruited by the CIA. And uh, yeah, it's written by um, Brian Michael Bendis and Kelly Sue DeConnick. <laughs> Bobby just like perked up. It's written by Brian Michael Bendis? Really? Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> Suddenly I'm listening. It's seriously, it was a lot of fun. Um, the character of Derek Storm actually really reminded me of Nathan Fillion's character in the show and even kind of looks like him a bit to me. So when I was reading it, it's very funny. Like it, it's got a lot of wit and it's got a lot of charm to it. So I could really picture Nathan Fillion delivering a lot of the lines. Hmm. And um, I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. That's cool. Cool. Hmm. Is it now it's obviously based around something of the television show, obviously not totally on the television show because it's based on a fictional character inside a fictional yeah. universe, right? Um, but the show doesn't actually really talk about Derek Storm. Okay. Like, um, the show itself is mostly revolved around Kate Beckett and um, 
Richard Castle in the show is famous for his Derek Storm books, but he wants to do something new. And uh, this sort of, I guess, trails back to the Derek Storm. They actually talk about it in the show a bit, um, the character, and they mention the release of the graphic novel. And uh, yeah, I decided to read it and I really enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Um, And you don't have to know the show to check it out? No, definitely not. It's its own. I mean, on the front, it has a big castle ABC logo on it, but you don't need to have any background with the show itself or um, even the character or anything like that. It's really, it's a fun sort of stand on its own thing, even though it is technically tied in with the show. Isn't Marvel doing some um, tie-ins with Castle over the course of the next like season or so? Um, like, I don't. Like I had heard that like Luke Cage was going to appear on it. I think that was the character. I I heard that as well. Yeah, because uh, Nathan Fillion talked about how they were doing some kind of out there stuff on it because of the, how much they all love those characters and stuff. But yeah, I had heard that Marvel was gonna well, like cameo a couple of characters. Yeah. Into like the coming season, I guess. Which would make sense because they're planning on uh, doing that. Uh, Luke, C- Luke Cage is going to be on a, a character on a television show, aka Jennifer Jones, uh, that they're going yeah. to trying to launch. So I think they might be doing that, trying to launch those characters into the popular consciousness, in some ways. Interesting. Yeah, it's in, it shows interesting. And I, I've never seen Castle. I've never seen it either. But I love Nathan Fillion. Hear him talking about it. He always talks about how like, oh, we know we're doing a television show. So it's like, a lot of fun. Yeah, so they they make a lot of Firefly references and stuff in it. So the, oh my god, yes. Yeah. They make so many. Like, I think in one of the Halloween episodes, he uh, pops out in his uh, Malcolm Reynolds costume, and yeah. uh, his daughter's like, oh, what's that costume? He's like, I haven't worn this for like six years. And <laughs> yeah. it's a very obvious reference to Firefly, and it That's just pretty cool. put a big smile on my face. It's yeah. amazing. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Very cool. Steve, what about you? What's your book of the week? Um, I read a uh, pretty cool book. Actually, not, not pretty cool. Really cool. My favorite I hope so, book but it's your book week. of the week. Yeah, I know, right? It was okay. Kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> this was a, a project from Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan, and it's called The Strain. Uh, it's put out by Dark Horse Comics, and it's a number one. It was only $1. So... Uh, it's very happy to report that you get a whole hell of a lot for uh, $1. So uh, pretty much the story of it is uh, the book starts off and it's kind of like a um, grandmother sitting down with her grandson, telling him kind of the the lore of their town, almost like a boogeyman story of um, this guy that was basically ridiculed by the public and forced into exile uh, one way or another. I don't want to give anything away. And he basically becomes a Dracula-type vampire. He lords over the town the whole bit. He disappears hundreds and hundreds of years, probably about 100 years later. um, A plane flight lands in in an airport, and the entire um, crew and passengers of the plane have all been, like, drained in a very odd way, and they find his coffin uh, in the cargo hold. So, uh, without, I don't want to spoil too much of the plot because it's actually really, really good, but the art of it is absolutely fabulous. Um, reminds me a little bit of, um, kind of, I keep using him as a reference, but there's a little bit of like Jeff Lemire, a little bit in some of like the, the long, 
uh, sweeping lines and stuff like that. Some of the the more crude stuff, but um, I like it. It's got a really good pace. There's a um, a FBI agent or or some kind of an agent that's uh, investigating the whole thing, and it's pretty much the stories from his perspective. And it's just interesting to see the contrast between the old folklore story versus what's happening in the present and how they match up with one another. And uh, at only a dollar, I mean, you can't go wrong. Uh, it's only going to get better. Cool. So that was. Are uh, you Are you familiar up? with the trilogy? No. Because they're actually that's uh, the strain is a series of books by those two uh, guys. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. They have a trilogy of books. Uh, out and so I guess that must be tied into that. The third one just came out, um, like maybe a month or two ago. Very cool. Cool. That sounds like a book series that I would read. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's supposedly very, very, very good. I own them all. I haven't had a chance to read them yet, but cool. sounds like I'll have to pick up the comic as well. Yeah, the comic was it was a lot of fun. It was the coolest thing that I that I picked up this week. It was uh it moves really really well and it's the way that it's written is uh is superb. I really liked it. Very nice. nice. Um Brad, I know you've been without internet uh and you get your books digitally, so I don't know if you had a chance to read anything lately. Well, I only had one book this re- this week and it, it I mean it's it was good, but I it's the only book I read, so it's the book of the week. <laughs> by default, I guess, and it was Legion Lost. Ah, okay. Um, it's like one of we're going to talk in a couple minutes about about the ones we're cutting, but but um, I think it shows some of like the best promise of any of the like new books in terms of like setup, and I think that they have like an endless supply of storyline with like the whole idea is that these guys go back in time. And this virus is unleashed because they go back in time upon, like, all of, of like, our current society or whatever. So now there's all these, like, hmm. super-powered people that didn't exist before, and they have to, like, reel them all in and try to, like, contain their powers and shit like that, or, like, the world will end and the, their future will never happen. A whole bunch of time travel stuff that irritates <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> and, um, but it's interesting I mean they've got like you know thousands of, of story inherent storylines they can create with like this this plague having exploded in the middle of a populous area um, and they've been doing a cool job like there's I don't know maybe like 15 different characters like main characters like they're like an X-Men-ish kind of group like a futuristic um, Justice League, Ooh. but the way that they've choose chosen the 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 League of Superheroes, mm-hmm. Legion of Superheroes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the way that that they are introducing them, they, each character has been given like their own standalone book where you read everything from the perspective of one of one of the teammates. Mm-hmm. But it's a different one every time. So instead of like just being told, and this person has Wolverine powers, <laughs> like you're you're really getting more of like, well, yes, this person does have Wolverine powers, but this is how they relate in the group and what their purpose is, and you know the emotional ties that these characters have within it, and it's such a contrast to the um, Legion of Superheroes book that that is by also by itself and 
that book is atrocious. <laughs> like terrible atrocious. This one, because of good storytelling, has taken a book that I had zero interest in and was like a sure, I'm not going to read this anymore, and has instead been a book that I am continuing to read and enjoy. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Um, so my book, I read a lot of good books this week. Um, I want to mention uh, Carnage USA, at least mention it, which was a great... That was a fun book. It was a really fun book. <laughs> what, the, what the hell is that? Sounds like breathing. You're breathing pretty loud. I think you're breathing a little loud, Brad. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, your nose. Yeah. Um, well, my microphone was in my, mos- my nostril. <laughs> okay, that's why. <laughs> it sounded like a hurricane. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. I want to mention uh, Carnage USA, which was really good. Um, I also want to mention uh, Demon Knights really quick because it did exactly what I said it should do, which is it focused down on one character and delivered a really, really good story. Um, But my book of the week is uh, The Dark Tower, The Gunslinger, part one, called The Waystation. Uh, written by, um, well, it's obviously based on the book by Stephen King, obviously. Um, it's written uh, by Robin Firth, Peter David, and with art by Lawrence Campbell, who they've been doing Dark Tower books for a couple of years now. Uh, this is the first book to catch up with the uh, the book series. Um, oh. Yeah. So it begins with Roland in that kind of shack in the desert with uh, the guy with the, the raven um, yes. while he's chasing... Uh, the man in black across the desert and it ends with him getting to the way station that's where it ends the, oh, the, the first issue okay it's, it ends with him seeing jake for the first time i think i've only read the gunslinger and half of the second one okay um and it, and it what's interesting about it is a it does hew very closely to that story but it takes certain artistic uh liberties that i think really work um it's sort of uh, evens out sort of like the very dense storytelling that happens at the beginning of that book by layering flashback upon flashback upon flashback and kind of uh, making it a little bit more linear while still having some of that structure. Also, what's great about it is obviously there's this kind of very in trouble Ron Howard version of Dark Tower that's somewhere in production limbo right now. Um, the, the So this is the only way we really get to see the Dark Tower put onto any sort of visual format um, any, in any kind of official capacity. And if this was the only way I got to see it, I don't think I'd be disappointed because the art is fantastic. Um, it really renders that Stephen King world in a way that it just feels right to me. It feels like the things that I've been reading in the books. Um, the tone is, the, is, is there. There's also that slight sense of uh, bizarre humor that King kind of puts into all of his work is is also there and there's particularly a, a sequence a flashback sequence for Roland when he's a young boy with his mother uh that is really really well done and and something that i think any dark tower fan w- would be very interested to see uh i i think it's great if you're if you're a fan of stephen king's dark tower at all i, I think it's something you really should pick up um 
I see that that's one of five, so I'm guessing that the five are going to be the gunslinger, and then maybe they'll move on with another batch later on for the next book. Yeah, that's the plan. They've been doing back the, the backstory stuff, stuff that's been mentioned in the books um, cool. for the past uh, couple of years, and they've, they've hit on stuff that's also happened in the books because one of the one of the Dark Tower books takes place mainly in the past, so they've been they covered that, that as well. Nice, um, but. It's just a great rendering of the world, and here's the thing I don't know is, I know this book, and I know this world, and I haven't read all of the old books, so I still understood what was going on because I know what's happening in the Dark, what happens in the Dark Tower. I don't know if you're somebody who has no knowledge of Dark Tower, if you could just pick this up and, and know what was going on. It might be a little confusing, but then again, the beginning of The Gunslinger is confusing anyway. So I don't. So that might just be what it is. And, and, and as you read on, things will clarify themselves. But I, I mean, Brad, I know how much you love the Dark Tower. I do. I super love it. So I mean, I, I'd say it's a good pickup if you want to okay. take a look at it because I, I loved it. I was. It, it, I want to read all of the Dark Tower books, the the comics. Yeah, I have the first trade, which is Gunslinger Born. I just haven't got a chance to read it yet, and. After reading this, it kind of energized me to take a look at it. But okay. I, I think that you, you'll I love it. It, it was a, it's a great way to revisit the books without having to kind of commit to that, you know, four thousand, yeah, four thousand page, you know, series. Uh, so I, I'd say it's a definite pickup if you're any sort of Dark Tower fan. I'm pick that up tomorrow, I think. It's pretty awesome. Provided they still have some left. I'm it's sure. so good. Yeah, it's true. It's so good. So um, that's our book of the week. But before we get out of this segment, we want to kind of do, it's kind of like our unbook of the week, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been for this. Unbook, unbooks of the year. Unbooks of the year, really. Uh, so we started out reviewing all the new 52, um, and we're not anymore. We, we decided, you know, we left up to each other's discretion, which books they were going to keep, which books they were going to cut. Um, and obviously Brian's not with us anymore, so his books are kind of in the ether right now. Uh, Steve picked up Batgirl. He's reviewing Batgirl. Yes. I picked up Green Lantern, and you also picked up Suicide Squad, right? Yes. Okay. So those books are taken right now, but uh, so that will be conspicuously absent from this list. But um, Steve, do you have your cuts? I do. Why don't you Why don't you run through them real quick? All right. Um, let's see. I'll go through, I'll go through my keepers and my cuts. I'll do the keeps really quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, definitely keeping. Catwoman. Uh, really enjoyed every issue of Catwoman. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, new one comes out tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Batwoman, also keeping. Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, absolutely keeping. Grifter? Um, I was keeping Grifter, but after this last issue, Grifter's kind of on the fence. Uh, didn't like the Green Arrow showing up in Grifter. Uh, it just was, it didn't didn't do it for me. Um, I Vampire, definitely holding on to it. I love the art. I love the uh, the gothic tone of it and the, the hopes of them going into Gotham City and other people showing up. I am completely ready for more from that. Uh, Resurrection Man still continues to be awesome constantly changing things up it's a comic that is always uh moving around new things being revealed every issue so it's damn good holding on to that stormwatch surprise surprise i really like it i know it's it's by crazy by that that third issue and even the fourth issue was really good and uh and they wrapped it up so i'm curious to see what they do now Mm -hmm. you know um, um if it starts to suck again then you know oh so they finished the arc yeah oh cool okay um 
Wonder Woman, holding on to Wonder Woman, little sketchy on it, but I'm I'm gonna hold in, see what's up. Batman, The Dark Knight, definitely the weakest of the Batman books, but it's still a Batman book, mm-hmm. so I'll probably keep getting it anyway because I'm a little, I'm more curious than not. All right, my cuts. I only have three cuts, and I cut them for very good reasons. I cut Deathstroke. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fair. <laughs> yeah. Really wasn't digging uh, Deathstroke at all. I don't like the anti-hero aspect of his character. I don't like that the things that were supposed to stand up to him, that were supposed to be a challenge for him, were not mm-hmm. things that are like, you waited two issues to find out, you know, to, to have this thing revealed, and the thing's dead within the same page that it was revealed. It's like, ha-ha, and then he just mm-hmm. smacks it down, that's it. Yeah. So... And we still don't know whatever what was in the briefcase. So, that's done. Uh, the Fury of Firestorm. Your favorite book. The Nuclear Man, my favorite book. I I know a lot of people said that they've really been enjoying this book. Uh, I can't get into it. I, I don't like the, um, the jock versus the science guy uh, thing. I don't like the fact that when the two boys activate their powers that individually when they use their powers they're practically useless they have no talent with them whatsoever i know it's early in the series but they're so busy arguing with one another that they they don't get anything done and the team that they're up against is like a joke the fact that they're even presenting an issue for them with all the powers that they have is just ridiculous um, you put them together and they form uh, Firestorm, which is this giant behemoth who's basically a uh, nuclear reaction trapped in a comic book character. And what do they do when they form this megazord of fire? They sit inside of his head, like being John Malkovich, and they continue to bitch at one another. Um, in the last issue that I read, one of them actually had the uh, presence of mind to throw a punch while inside of the head, and the firestorm actually did throw a punch. So maybe this is where they're turning, where they're starting to realize that maybe together they can control this thing. But at this point, I really just don't give a shit. So moving on. Uh, my final cut is Voodoo. Uh, voodoo just did not pan out. It was kind of questionable from the beginning. Girl, you know, an alien that's able to shapeshift, spent one issue um, being introduced. The next issue was them basically just sleeping with a cop and talking about it. And then we had the promise of uh, the Green Lantern showing up. And then he bar- didn't even fight Voodoo herself, he fought other people. It was really weak, and she ran away. So after the promise of him coming in and kind of breaking up the monotony of the book, it was a total fail. So I'm done with uh, I'm done with her as well. Okay. So I'm done with you. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, three books out of out of the lot is is not is not too terrible. No, you know, I'm a little bit more forgiving than most people because I'm a, I'm a little bit of the uh, the starry eyed child in this whole thing. But, um, you know, I, I appreciate what they're trying to do with some of these books. Some of them are absolutely amazing. Frankenstein's one of my favorites. Batwoman, Catwoman, you know, all the ones that I kept, um, I'm definitely in it for the long haul, provided that they stay good with the exception of Grifter. And Wonder Woman, I really, really hope, starts to, to bring more to the table. Gotcha. Get your shit together, Wonder Woman. Yeah. You don't get a pass because you're a god's daughter. <laughs> uh, Who do you think you are? <laughs> 
Brad, cuts. My cuts. Well, let's go to my favorite cut. It's so bad, it's awful. Men of war. <laughs> Step a poop. <laughs> it's just, it's the worst. It's the worstest. It's its one of those books that, it, I mean, I, I'm clearly not the demographic for that book. It I don't understand how that book gets made. I don't understand how people people pay other people to produce <laughs> such steaming piles of utter horseshit. Um, Green Arrow, I was kind of sad to to be so grossly disappointed by mm-hmm. um it it's just like nonsense it's it 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 does nothing it it lays there with a a character that has you know a, some place in in consciousness of popular culture and does nothing with this character and makes no attempt to to be something different that's a shame I was hoping to. It, to it get was into a shame. I, I was actually kind of excited about um, Green Arrow. It's crap. Um, <laughs> the the, uh, the next cut, um, Mr. Terrific. Let me tell you, I know this is a little cliche. Not so terrific. <laughs> Captain Adam is like the most random. It's bizarre. It's so beautiful. It's the most beautiful, like. It's it's all it's all style and no substance. It's like the most random of substance. The Flash makes a a a well drawn appearance, but it's just ran, random. And I until I'm going through the list of my books, I had totally forgotten I was reading it. So, <laughs> it's always a good thing. It's always a good always sign. Very very great to be memorable. <laughs> um, Red Hood and the Outlaws is just plain awful. Mm-hmm. It, and which made me real sad. It it hurts me to let go of a Robin, but it was. Yeah, you have so many. Though. You have so many though. I have so many, and it is <laughs> hands down the worst of the Batman books that I have read. Gotcha. And uh, I've already thrown it out there, but Legion of Superheroes mm-hmm. is some of the the poorest storytelling I've seen in any medium. Wow! Wow! <laughs> it's it's. I mean, I I. Clearly, some people are listening to us out there, which kind of freaks me out a little bit. But if <laughs> please don't kick my ass, I don't even know who writes Legion of Superheroes. I've also blocked that information out of my brain. <laughs> but damn, does that book suck? <laughs> so that's my list. Um, the ones I'm keeping are Batwing, mm-hmm. which I really, really like, and Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Be- because they rhyme. It's the only reason why. That's the only reason. <laughs> um, and one day I will put up reviews, apparently for the last two Batwings yes. and this last Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, at any rate, maybe I will. We'll see. <laughs> um, I'm also keeping um, Detective Comics, which I think is spectacular. I'm I'm still down for it. I think Batman is also really, really excellent and mm-hmm. maybe sometimes better. Always better. I don't know, always better. I think this last issue of Detective was maybe better than the last issue of Batman. It's okay. No. You can be wrong. It's all right. You're but allowed to I be wrong. I have picked up the new I have picked up Batman like mm-hmm. I like that is what I'm downloading mm-hmm. when it comes new out. New Batman coming out. Yep. Oh yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Batman coming out. <laughs> week one is a rough week. No. This 
week two is a rough week. This mm-hmm. is a week three, right? This is third is week of fours, right? Yeah. So yeah. Batman, Batman's coming out? Yeah, Batman's coming out. Yeah. And I've got Nightwing coming out this week, too. Good tandem. Which, yeah. which, which I love. I super love Nightwing. It's weird. Like, it's the same writer. Super love it. Nightwing and Red, Red Hood are the same writer. So weird. Which is bizarre. Yeah. And I, I've noted that before. It is bizarre that it's the same writer because, I mean, That's it, what I thought it, about, uh, Red Hood Gail has Simone. gotten better. But I just don't give a shit. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard that you don't like Jason Todd, so why would you want to read the book? That's kind of what I hear. And you hate the other two even more than you don't like Jason Todd. (laughs) So it's rough. It's rough going. Yeah. True. All right. Uh, You got more keeps? Did I have any more keeps that I wanted to throw out there? I mean, we don't have to name all the keeps, but... I think we're all set. Okay. Um, My cuts, real quick. Um... So, oof, I have some really good books, and I have some bad books. Tell us uh, about the bad books. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the middle book first. Uh, OMAC, I'm cutting. OMAC isn't a, isn't a terrible book. It's not necessarily even a bad book. It's just a very mediocre book that I just can't get into. Um, it, issue two had a really good spike in quality and um, engagement, but since then, it's, it, issue three was downhill, and it's just it doesn't hold my interest at all. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, horrible book. Red Lanterns. It's a piece of shit. It's a horrible <laughs> book. And again, written by a writer who writes Justice League Dark, which is a book I'm keeping that I really like. Um, Red Lanterns, it, its main character is angry and loud and... It, it, with, with, yeah, with no levels and it's just not fun to read him it's not fun it's I, I can't root for him i there's and not only can i root for him there's nobody in the book that i root for deathstroke yeah <laughs> sorry there's not even a good guy force that they're battling against that i can root for so it's just a complete uh, waste of time a complete waste of time mm. um superboy is on the is really on the fence it's much like you with the with the uh grifter situation yeah grifter um, Superboy, I really like a lot of what's going on Superboy. I really like the characterization of Superboy, but the the plot is just not doing it for me right now. I'm going to give it one more chance. If it doesn't come through, it's going to get cut. Why, why waste your time with Superboy when you can read Supergirl, which has been awesome? But I'm already reading Supergirl. That's already one of my, one of my books. So ah. <laughs> I'm already wasting that time on both. Uh, obviously, um, oh, Blue Beetle. It just not a very good book. I know you love Blue Beetle. Poopy. It's a poopy book. What? Blue Beetle? Yeah. It's not fun. It's okay. bad. It's silly. Did you just call it a poopy book? A poopy book. A poopy. Poop poo. Wow. <laughs> um, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. It's gone. Uh, Supergirl, definitely keeping Supergirl. Supergirl is great. Uh, along with Batman, also great. Um, I'm going to be cutting. This is tough for me. Uh, I'm going to be cutting for now Aquaman. I, I haven't liked an issue since the first issue. Oof. Um, I, I'm, I might still read it, but I, I can't bring myself, there's nothing else I have to say about it. Unless it simply changes itself, it, it, it's, there's nothing else for me to say about it. It's been the same book for three months in a row, so I'm just not interested in it anymore. Um, Green Lantern, New Guardians, gone. Ooh. Bad book, just bad. It's Green not, Lantern just doesn't seem to have any luck. It's no fun. It's just not a good book. Um, and that's it for the books I'm, I'm cutting. I'm definitely keeping The Flash. Definitely keeping Batman, like I said. Biggest surprise, I'm keeping Blackhawks. 
I'm keeping it because I really loved issue three. Um, and especially after watching that G.I. Joe trailer this past week, I'm really excited <laughs> oh, for like that God. type of uh, action. Nice. So, yeah, those are my cuts. Um, so that's it for our book of the week segment. Um, and just a little bit, we're we'll getting to our topic of the week, which is, oh, wait, we have to go exploring with Steve. I no, almost forgot about it. We don't have to. I was going to cut right ahead to the Dark Knight thing. I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry. That's all right. Steve. I want to hear from Stephanie. Hey. Hey. There she oh, is. Yeah. Why don't you yeah. why don't you 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 walk the path first and then I'll walk it after you and then we'll get to the to the Batman trailer talk if we can. Indeed. Or not. Well, you well, know. let's 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 see. Discussion. Bobby and I will talk about it with our with our eyes while you talk about uh your uh your beaten path book. Go ahead. All right. So earlier in the week, if you follow us on uh, Twitter, Talking Comics, you may have noticed that uh, Steve, who manages the Twitter account, was talking to sort of a mini conversation with Ed Brubaker. Yeah. Um, so that kind of discussion got me craving some Brubaker. And I uh, went back and I opened up Incognito. Oh, cool. Yes, it's one of my favorite comic books, and um, uh, after, again, you were speaking with him, I decided to revisit it. Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar with the story, um, I'm not even sure who actually puts this out. Icon? Icon Comics? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so basically, Ed Brubaker and illustrated by Sean Phillips, um, and it's a story about a seemingly regular guy working a regular office job. And as you get into the story, you learn that the main character, uh, Zach, and his twin brother, Xander, used to be former supervillains known as the Overkill Brothers. Um, they used to work for a crime organization known as the Black Death. And uh, they put out a hit on the brothers and Xander was killed. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Anyways, so Zach um, ends up in a witness protection program where he's forced to take um, power suppression medications. Love those. Yeah, they do wonders for those. something. Yeah. Good good one. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with something else, but... Yeah, yeah. You're about to be an Enzyme commercial. Go ahead. Keep talking. Um. Yeah, so basically that sort of comes back around to why he's working an office job. And coming across as a regular, you know, boring person. Mm -hmm. Regular Joe. Um, but he starts to uh, feel urges. Urges. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to get back uh, out in the field. And he uh, sort of discovers this by turning to drugs. Wow. Drugs are bad. Dark. They mix medications, and uh, it turns out that it sort of cancels out the power suppression medication. And uh, he doesn't want to get caught for, obviously, uh, anything crime-related. So he turns to sort of um, vigilantism. And uh, he really doesn't like helping people, but he just wants to feel powerful again. Like. Mm -hmm. He mentions in the book, he's like, I don't understand why I fucking help these people. They're practically asking for it. Like, what's this woman doing walking down this alley, like, in the middle of the night, talking on her cell phone, not paying attention? She's oh my practically God. asking to be raped. 
Whoa. Whoa. No, he actually says that. He says that, not me. Um, But like, he, he helps them, but he is very, he doesn't necessarily like helping them. He just sort of wants to, you know, be in control of a situation. So, uh, uh, so what did you think of the book? It's fucking awesome. I mean, it's one of my favorites. Ed Brubaker, I was saying to Steve earlier in the week that I would pretty well blind buy anything he put out. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, the art's superb, phenomenal, amazing. And uh, the overall story is just awesome. I mean, you don't need to know anything else. It's pretty well a one-off kind of thing. And uh, definitely worth picking up and checking out. I'm going to read it. I have it. I just, I never, I never went through it. Very cool. Very cool. Steve, why don't you tell us about this beautiful book you have sitting on the table here? Yes, it is a beautiful book. Um, I uh, actually, I wrote a review for it on the website. I'll just talk about it real quick. It's uh, from one of my favorite companies and one of our favorite companies, Zenoscope. Yay. Uh, Written by Raven Gregory and art by Eric J. It's called Fly. Um, just give you an overview. It's a really, really cool book. It's kind of like a superhero book that isn't meant to be a superhero book. Um, basically guy helps, uh, you know, one of his like wimpy classmates out and he walks him home cause he's getting bullied and he's basically, he wants to be cool. So he invites him into his house and he's like, Hey, he's like, you want to come see my dad study? And down in the basement, his dad's got like a movie theater with, you know, all this stuff. And he goes behind a bookcase and he takes out a little vial and basically shoots the vial into the guy's arm and gives him the ability to fly. Where the story goes from there is the characters become fixated on their new abilities of being able to fly. They also find that it's starting to give them uh, a little bit more of a of superhuman abilities beyond that. Basically, uh, just an absolutely, absolutely beautiful book. The story is spectacular. It's very different from um, many of the other books that I've written, uh, uh, written, <laughs> read yes i wrote them yeah. that i read uh by raven gregory i read a lot of his stuff and this struck me as the most it, it was a surprise when I, I had no idea what it was when i picked it up and um i meant to only read a couple pages and then go out and i actually ended up reading the whole thing in one shot because it was so good um like i said if you like like superhero stuff but with a twist i mean they're not really heroes it's just people going through trying to cope with uh the use of this drug and it basically ruining their lives and dividing friendships and it's told in a very uh flashback present uh form and the way that they mix the two together is just off the charts amazing um really 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 recommend it it's in uh volume one trade paperback form definitely pick it up it's called fly uh from Zenoscope. so that was uh that was my beaten path book it was pretty fucking cool nice awesome so speaking of something that's pretty fucking cool uh this week the dark knight rises trailer hit the web uh also it hit the, it was in theaters um with some prints of mission impossible ghost yes protocol. i got to see it you did i missed it but yes, uh but i saw it on, i saw it on the web and um not nearly as cool just, just shut up okay <laughs> <laughs> uh i was seeing i was seeing young adult and the times just hit into each other very closely all right but anyway uh, i've now seen the dark knight rise of Children. i think we've all seen it yes several times yes, yeah. it's have. up on the site yes it is up on the site at talkingcomicbooks.com 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Mm, who did that? Yes, yes, yes. That's uh, a <laughs> Stephanie Cook put it up there. <laughs> um, so uh, we obviously it's, this is the last in the trilogy of Batman films from director Christopher Nolan. Um, and it's going to feature obviously Bane as our main baddie, and we get a lot of craziness in the trailer. Yes, I'd say so. That's Bane voice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Way to be as reductive as possible, Stephanie. Well (laughs) done. Bradley, what did you think of the Dark Knight Rises trailer? Um, I I thought it was (laughs) footballalicious. Um, it looks that looks crazy. I have. Are you eating right now? (laughs) I have a caramel in my mouth. So let's I, let's wait. Let's skip you for now. You sound like you're somebody else. picking through your grandma's candy bowl or something. <laughs> Stephanie, what did you think of the so Dark Knight Rises trailer? It looks so fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously going to be good. It's obviously going to be in everybody's top ten movies ever. I mean, <laughs> it's what else can you really say about it? have some thoughts on the characters and all right i I don't know if we want to go into that right now but we can um i want to get general impressions of the trailer first steve steve what about you uh i'm digging it i'm digging it i was a little concerned um by the vibe of it i felt that uh the explosion on the football field was a little um the style upon which it was eroding it was a little weird it was very uh inception as well mm-hmm. as the uh the logo at the end with the like going up through the skyscrapers and all the pieces falling down to make the bat symbol mm-hmm. um i mean i am don't get me wrong i am super 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 excited i'd like to see that particular scene without the music that they had going during the trailer to see if it has more of an effect on me but i just thought it was a little odd what the actual effect yeah yeah i don't know it didn't it didn't look right to me well i mean to be fair it is a movie that's coming out in well that's what i'm saying yeah i i i think seven months i mean i am i am there opening night i am super super psyched for it i mean there are other things in the trailer that have me really excited i want to know what's up with that room with um all the different staircases or something like there's people looks like they're working in there or um, it's either, it looks like a training facility cause, uh, Bruce Wayne's got the beard. He does. Um, Al- Alfred looks like he's, he just got out of the war in yeah. that scene. And, um, I don't know. It, it's, there's a lot of things about the trailer that are intriguing me and making me, and I can't wait to see, uh, Tom Hardy as Bane and mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. I think they're both going to do Ugh. an amazing job. Yuck. What? Anne Hathaway. <laughs> What? All right. All I'm right. sorry. All right. Calm down. Christopher Nolan does not cast his women very well. <laughs> Whoa. You don't think that Marion Cotillard is good in Inception? I love, actually, to be fair, I really love Marion Cotillard. So oh, I will give go. him that. But mm. in the previous two movies, I like Maggie Gyllenhaal a lot. But um, the previous well, two movies, I haven't role. liked any of their women characters that yeah they he is provided so i'm gonna give hathaway the benefit of the doubt but she isn't my ideal Catwoman. gotcha and brad you're absolutely right that rachel does is a thankless role it's yeah. not a very interesting role no no um but like even sorry. i think ellen page is really good in inception too she is very good in inception you are correct 
Um, and and though that movie kind of sucks a little bit. Um, what? Hillary Swank is oh. fine in in Insomnia. Oh, I thought you were talking about Inception. I was like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> no. Them's fighting words. Um, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Carrie Ann Moss is good in uh, Memento as well. We're just well, she, uh, she's spectacular in Memento. Yeah, but anyway, uh, my opinion is on Dark Knight Rises trailer. I I will say something. I found the football scene odd as well, but not in the same way you found it odd. I found it odd only because the, the there's a couple major action beats in this trailer that look bigger than anything we've seen in the other Batman movies. Like Christopher Nolan's Batman movies have been very focused on character and then very intense, very uh, practical um, effect sequences. The truck scene, obviously, in The Dark Knight is really the biggest effects. But a hospital explodes in The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's one moment. You know, but like, well, I think this will be one moment too. I think this is going to be like a Black Sunday kind of moment, right? Yeah, like soup, like something really shocking. Like this trailer really brought into focus like his overall total arching vision of this Batman saga of like you know these anarchical villains that just want to watch the world explode on itself. Mm-hmm. You know, between the League of Shadows and. And I think clearly the League of Shadows is going to have something to do with with this movie, right? And um, and then with the Joker being, you know, pretty, you know, the 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 most, I guess, like the biggest flag bearer of anarchy in the Batman series altogether. And then I think that's what Bane is going to be in this too. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it made sense to me in the context of like of what I think Chris Nolan is doing with this series. What I, what I found interesting is in the trailer is it put in sharp relief, like uh, the first kind of plot detail that I'd really, because I try to avoid most of the spoilers and stuff on the internet about plot and such, about this idea of kind of the anger in Gotham and like the people who, the have-nots kind of rebelling against the haves. And I think that's a little bit what's going on in that scene where you see uh, Bruce in like in that seemingly prison that work camp whatever he's in um and there's also uh, um i like anne hathaway but i was not sure what kind of catwoman she was going to be but i i think that scene where she's talking to bruce like in the ballroom i love that that. yeah is really interesting it's tense and it gives you an idea of kind of the underlying anger to the, the catwoman character that we're going to get and i liked that and um she comes across almost as like um a Robin Hood kind of like where she's talking about how yeah. he's so rich and leaves nothing for the rest of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, but overall, I thought the trailer was very good. I mean, the only thing is like, I knew it was going to be very good. So I wasn't surprised by, by really anything in the trailer, except for, I, I thought that moment, the football moment was, it was a little shocking just cause I didn't expect it to be there in this movie. Yeah. Um, and that last shot in the the Batmobile, oh uh, the the bat plane or whatever the the, the, uh, the flying tumbler the thing from uh, Prometheus or, <laughs> yeah. or one of those other sci fi movies yeah which I thought was interesting uh, look I mean you don't get a lot of Batman in the trailer really you get very little you get a fight sequence he, he, throw, he throws a punch you get frames of a fight sequence yeah um, which is fine I'm interested to see oh sorry go ahead no 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 I was done go ahead Stephanie I was just gonna say the Commissioner Gordon bit where they're talking about how uh, 
you know, he's a war hero. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a time for peace. So obviously something really big has got to be going down with the commissioner. Well, they yeah. said something in the beginning of the trailer that I didn't quite catch. Something about him dumping stuff into a river. No, the mayor was going to dump him. The mayor, uh, the mayor yeah, was, was going to fire him or let him go at the end of at the end of his, his term or whatever. Okay, then I heard it completely wrong. Uh, and they said because he's a he's oh he's a hero and he goes he's a war hero but we're in peacetime right now in Gotham City. And then Marion Cotier makes an appearance as well. She does. She does. And I have thoughts on her, but so what what are your thoughts on her? I I think that um the Miranda Tate character that uh. Nolan has said she's playing is a decoy. I truly think oh, she's going to be, be Talia. playing Talia. Absolutely. I mean, there's no ands, ifs, or buts. Like, she might, in fact, be playing Miranda Tate, but I think it's an alias, if anything. Mm-hmm. She's definitely got to be Talia. I mean, the rumors of uh, Razel Ghoul being in the film um, for a, however short a period of time would really make Talia relevant to the movie. And I think Marion Cotier would be like, Pitch perfect. I think it'd be really cool if they brought the whole Lazarus Pit aspect yeah. into the Well, the that's what they I'm said that about the rise. Yeah. They, they're chanting uh, rise in the prison there, and I think that might have something to do with the Lazarus Pit. Like, mm-hmm. that prison area might... It looks like a place where they would, where the, one of those would be being kept every time you see it in either, you know, the show or the or the comics. It's always in, like, a one of those like shadow compounds or or off the beaten path places. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Brad, what were you saying? Sorry, you got. Oh, I, I was just agreeing wholeheartedly with everything you were saying. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Well, Hallie would be a great character, and she's definitely in Nolan's ballpark for characters that fit into the realm of reality. Well, so, I mean, clearly, if Raz Al Ghul is, then then I guess reason stands to show that. His daughter would be too. Yeah, I mean, I the only thing I I wonder about is we haven't seen any sort of supernaturalness in the in the Nolan's Batman universe. It's all been very grounded, and he's always claimed that it's very grounded. It's like as close to the real life Batman as, as there could be. Ra's al Ghul can't come back if there's no, no. if there's no supernatural uh, aspect to well, the story. He might be in it in like a flashback if Talia right. is in it to explain right. her present but i don't know if he would actually you know be. Right. yeah um and there's also joseph gordon levitt is also in the trailer yes um and i also think he's also playing nondescript character number four you know which also doesn't make any sense to me dun, dun, dun. nightwing which would be amazing and he would be great <laughs> as that character but that's where that's fitting in a lot of lore and a lot of characters yeah. especially for it to be the last movie yeah mm-hmm. um, why would you bother right but it's supposed to lead into uh the Justice League. I, but like, I it's not supposed to be like a. It's Christopher Nolan isn't supposed to take on the Justice League, but they have uh, DC has expressed interest in doing a movie on that. And right, but I don't I think mean, Nolan has any interest no, in being no, a no, part no. of yeah, like. It's not going to be this universe. Of no, 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 no. Justice League. I mean, Christian Bale doesn't want anything to do with it after this. So yeah. I mean, it's going to be something, a whole other, you know. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I, I, but he has to be playing. I would imagine somebody of note because he's um, too big of a person to just be random character. Well, but he looked like a he looked like an agent of some kind, like some kind of law he's enforcement, right? Cop. He's supposed to be a cop. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, then he can't be. I was gonna say, um, what's his name, Falcone? Yeah. Well, that was that was a rumor. Along when he first got cast, people were like, oh, he's gonna they're do, they're gonna do the long Halloween. Was like what their I, the whole thing was. But 
Um, I'm interested about Juno Temple too. Yeah, there's another one. It's it's Chris Nolan is the only person in the world who gets away with casting a Batman movie and not telling you who any of the people are playing. <laughs> Actually, are yeah. He's like, yeah, you know who Batman is. Deal with it. Yeah, that's what he really wants to tell you. Um, so yeah, that's what we think of the Dark Knight Rises trailer. Um, if you have anything to say about it, um, why don't you you can message us on Twitter at Talking Comics. I lost my words for a second there. It's okay. At Talking <laughs> Comics, uh, email us info at talkingcomicbooks.com, or you can leave a comment on the site where there's an article with the trailer on it. Leave a comment on there, and we'll also look at that before next week's show. Okay, we'll be right back with this week's releases. Alright, we are back and we're doing this week's releases. So, what are we going to spend all our money on this week? Hmm, from Dark Horse, we have uh, Mass Effect Invasion, number three of four, which I'll be spending my money on because I'm a huge Mass Effect fan and the comics are very good. Awesome. Um, uh, we also have Star Wars Knight Errant Deluge, number five. Deluge! Of course. Um, from DC, we have Batman number four. Yay. We have Birds of Prey number four. Mm. We have Blue Beetle number four. Yes. We have Captain Adam number four. We have Catwoman number Yay. four. We have DC Universe Presents number four. We have Fables number 112. Sweet. Uh, it's very easy series to get into at number 112 oh yeah uh green lantern Corps number four hellblazer number 286 justice league number four we have legion of superheroes number four nightwing number four red hood and the outlaws number four supergirl number four yes. jesus christ wonder woman number four and young justice number 11 all right then going over to Dynamite, we have Dark Shadows, number two. We have Green Hornet, number 20. We have Kevin Smith's The Bionic Man, number five. Uh, and we have Vampirella, number 12. Ooh. Yes. Um, hold on one second. I got to get to my... Oh, Image. From Image, we have Activity, number one. Darkness, number 96. Invincible, number 86. All right. Walking Dead Weekly number 51 as well. Um, from Marvel, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 676. We have Avengers number 20. We have Daredevil number 7. Uh, we have Doc and Dark Wolverine number 18. Uh, Defender Strange Heroes. Uh, Fantastic Four number 601. We have Fear Itself the Fearless number 5. We have Hulk number 46 and Incredible Hulk number 3. We also have Invincible Iron Man number 511. We have John Carter, A Princess of Mars, number four of five. Yay. Um, we have Punisher Max, number 20. New Mutants, number 35. Um, we have Uncanny X-Force, number 19. Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, number five. Uncanny X-Men, number one. Oh, it's second printing. Sorry. Venom, number 11. Wolverine, number 20. Wolverine the X-Men, number three. And <laughs> X-23, number 19. That is your big releases for this week. Good so, job. Thank you. That was a lot of books to read that out. That was a lot of books. Yes. But you made it. It was I, an unreasonable amount of books. It's true. But we got through it really quick. We got through it in like 
two minutes. Dig deep in those pockets. So it's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I think still no. Um, uh, what was that? Brilliant. Yeah. No. No. What no. the fuck? No, I know. What, what's going on with that? I want to read that book. Very, very bad. Um, anyway, so that's it for our show for this week. It's also our last show before Christmas um, and before all holidays because we do have a man of the Jewish persuasion on our podcast. <laughs> it's actually Hanukkah by the time you're listening to this, so so good yontif, everybody. <laughs> and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. Um, and Happy Holidays, everybody, here. Happy Holidays, Bobby. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was good times. I gave Steve a little present today. Yes, he did. You got me a home. pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to take it out, to... <laughs> Bob. I I want to. I want to look at. I want to touch it. I want to smell it a little bit. Uh, you got me Marvel sixteen oh two by Mister Neil Gaiman. Oh, that's so good. I, did. I am very, very much looking forward to it, and it's I am really very, very touched. Thank you, Bobby. You're very welcome. Um, so yeah, Christmas is coming up. I'm hoping to get lots of presents that are fit for a eleven year old, which is <laughs> what usually my Christmas list consists of. Who are you shopping <laughs> for? Be an action figure I've always wanted. I already got Sonic Generations. You did. Yes. I'm well on my way. Well, on your way. All right. So that is our show for this week. For Steve. Happy holidays, everybody. Brad. Um. Just say goodbye. I'm trying to pull up the Hobbit trailer. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All that shenanigans. <laughs> and Merry Christmas from your host, Bobby Shortle. Until next time, to be continued. To be continued.